Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. I had options. I'm obviously not going to go to details, but um, yeah, I had some options. But um, for me, this was felt the right place. And um, yeah, excited to be a part of this project. There was a lot of speculation in the UK that perhaps you might end up back at your hometown club of Cardiff. How serious a consideration was that? Yeah, I think we, we were obviously at one point just weighing up all the options. Um, yeah, and just like I said, we, we felt like this was straight away the... It felt right, it felt like the, the place I wanted to be, and um, it felt like, like I said, it felt like the place that would maybe play football for, for longer and, and, and try to aim to, to play as long as I can. You throwing soccer guys in the loop? Football five, dog. What is that? That is Gareth Bale, <laughs> whose deal with LAFC is official. Oh, he's now a member of the ML- MLS. Why'd you say that till tomorrow on that on Jacksonville Armada Day? Crap. Yeah, that's tough. Well, he, he talked today, or actually, he talked yesterday. I think <laughs> it's a big deal, Brett. He's that's a big, a big deal. He's a big time player. Give me this. Give me the biggest thing going on in soccer right now in the world. Um, Gareth Bale. That's the biggest thing. There's nothing going on. It's like, like there's the women's Euros, which is actually probably a bigger deal. And then, but in terms of everything else, the only league playing is like the MLS in terms of major leagues because like the Premier League and stuff are on summer, like they're on break. So they're all practicing for preseason, but Gareth Bale is a huge player and he's coming to America, which is a big deal because he wants to stay fit for the World Cup. But then he said he might stay longer than just that. So that got me kind of excited. I'm going to ask Nathan Walter this tomorrow. We have Jacksonville Armada Day. But do does soccer intentionally try to make things as confusing as possible? Likely. I think that just goes back to, like, they want to be better than the Americans type thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you confused about, though? Just all of it? Just, like, the, uh, the tiers, the leagues, the oh, yeah. schedules. The, I mean, it's hard to follow. I think the I mean, I asked Weber. Like, Weber will, Weber knows it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him yesterday, and even he was having a hard time telling me. Not a hard time, but it was like, it wasn't like. You had to pull out your notes and such. Yeah. Count on your fingers. Yeah. And he knows it. Yeah. I think he knows it. He does. Um, Gareth Bell does. Basketball's a lot easier to follow. And that's why we're bringing Matthew Driscoll right now. UNF Osprey Day here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Coach Driscoll, what's happening? Hope you're having a good summer. So, first of all, craziness of what you just said. I actually, coming home from recruiting on Friday night and Saturday night, we get to the hotel late, I don't know, 10.30. So we're kicking it, looking at the schedule, trying to figure out what we'll do tomorrow. So throw on ESPN, ESPN2. I'm not a UFC guy. I like boxing, but I'm not a UFC guy. Well, soccer's on, on Fox. I'm on the Fox stations. And then, so I'm, I'm watching. Coach Parkins is a big soccer guy. And I'm like, man, and, and I'm starting to get into, like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? It really is a lot like basketball, you know, give and go, and three guys on the side, and like all these different things in which they're doing. And you're saying to yourself, "Holy cow!" Like this is so. I was getting enthralled, like like even that, even the way they scored and the way in which they they got their goals and their shots. So to me, soccer's pretty cool. It's not bad to to to, to 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 get into. I think the other thing going on right now is look at the NHL salaries and how those salaries are starting to elevate. Like the guy for the Avalanche, what did he get, $42 million or something like that, eight years or whatever it was? Or did he get like $8.2 million a year for four years? Am I right, $42 million? Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, so now the other guy's a free agent, and then the Penguin guy's coming out as a free agent. So um, I know it has nothing to do with UNF Ospreys, but I am actually took that time to walk out into the middle of the arena 
Uh, I, was, I was hoping you weren't going to tell me where you were. I was trying to guess where you might be. Like where I didn't know if you okay. were driving a, a, a dump truck or if you were like, um, I was trying to think like setting off an alarm somewhere. I pictured you were in, uh, here's what I was picturing in my mind, okay? That I used to work like, uh, my dad used to work for a trucking company. So in the summers I would work on the docks. And it was like you loading trucks up, you know, and you're driving forklifts around. It was great. It was, but it was sure. it was tough work now, but it was it was fun. And that's what I pictured. Like you were on this loading dock, and somebody was backing up, and you were going to help unload like the new set of Osprey uniforms, or or maybe it was like the weight equipment in the new gym. Like I didn't know. So where well, are you? You're close. You're, you're close. Actually, <laughs> the third truck, the final truck for the wood just got here. So I actually with 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 a. What do you call that? Uh, uh, jack of many, master of none, as, as well as, as a laborer and uh, forklifts and, and backlifts and then, and then pallet jacks and all those kind of oh, great yeah. things, too. And having all the floor inside here, I'm looking at it right now. It takes about three weeks to acclimate to the, to the inside humidity and temperatures because you can't just bring a floor in and put it down and be done. It takes about three weeks for it to actually figure out its environment, figure out what the water levels are like in the environment, let it swell. Uh, let it do the different things that it's going to do as a wood before you put it down. Because if you don't, and then you just put it down, next thing you know, it starts to change. And next thing you know, you got big bumps, you got big ridges. And, and I've been through some of that, uh, unfortunately, at, 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 a, at another place that I was at. So I'm standing on the floor. It's all cement. Um, the bleachers on the far end are out. Um, um, so where the student section is on the far end. Uh, which would be left of your broadcast booth where the visiting uh, benches, all those bleachers are out and waiting for the new ones to come in. As I turn to the right, there's a big uh, cocoon. Have you ever seen a house that has termites and they cover it? I, I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen it. No, to be honest with you, if I'm being real, but I kind of can picture what you're talking about. Well, they, well, that, that's what they do. I, I didn't know about it until we lived at the condo we were at one day. I came out and it was like, it was covered in Miami hurricane green and orange. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing there? <laughs> but anyways, so there's a huge cocoon right now I'm standing in, and it's and it's and it goes all the way up to the top of the ceiling, goes all the way to the floor. I guess it would be some probably some 40 feet, and then I'm looking up at the uh, Osprey, um, uh, our new hospitality suite, up where the the women's offices used to be in yeah. sports information. There's no bleachers against the wall. The wall's completely blown out, wow. and um, it's just it's just an amazing and amazing deal. Because remember now, you know since we've been here, we've been able to do the new scoreboard. Obviously, we put the the seats on the sidelines, and then of course we've had the new bleachers added on the on the two sides, the bigger sides. But now we have all new bleachers on the end zone, all new floor, all new lighting, all new sound system, um, and then all new hospitality suite with the new weight room that you talked about that's inside the facility. And now the plans just got done. The renderings just got done for new locker rooms, men's and women's basketball, volleyball, with a, a video suite as well, too. And then also new training room up, upgrades with a whole bunch of, of uh, resources for, for body enhancement, for rehabilitation, for treatment, and, and doing those different things. So it's real, the, the, the arena is very dirty right now, which I don't like. I'd love to be in every night sweeping it up, but it would it'd be a busy task. But 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 it, but it's construction, which is great. 
and the excitement of what's going on with the floor getting in the last truck today. We're right on time. We're right on schedule. So it, it's really a, it's really a great time over here. That's awesome. Matthew Driscoll with us, UNF men's basketball coach here on Osprey Day on Action Sports Jackson ESPN 690. You've been there, I think, what's this going to be, 13 uh, years now. Does this stuff... This will be our 14th 14, 14. Does this, does this stuff juice you up um, and... Like, obviously, you need enhancements and the program, but listen, 13, 14 years in a place, I mean, things can get stale. You get used to it uh, in any walk of life. Does something like this, all the stuff that's going on that you're standing around uh, right now, does that stuff kind of juice you up individually? Not the whole program, not everybody else, but like you and, and kind of uh, re-energize Matthew Driscoll. Well, first of all, I think that's a really, really great question, and I'm not—I don't think you're really going to appreciate my my answer in the sense that, um, you know, much like Steph, right? Much like Carrie, right? If you're going to do something, you're going to be in something, and you're all in, and and you truly love uh, where your feet are planted, and you love, obviously, you love Steph, and and, and I love Carrie. Twenty-eight years, like. You can't let that off. You can't let that situation, that relationship, and what's going on. You can't let it get to that point. So what I mean by that is, like, every single day, it, it, it's an incredible. I just, I just lost another close friend on Sunday, 50 years old, who had a heart attack in his sleep and passed away. Oh, sorry to hear that. One of our fam- family members in our, in our in our in our junior college, and then in coaching, and then Coach Lang, who died on the floor in 2010. Uh, he was on that staff, and, and he, so he's been a part of our family for a long time. But my point is, when you come every day, like, like you really want to touch the guys. You really want to touch um, the people in the arena. You really want to touch the administrative staff that's around or the marketing staff or uh, women's basketball players that you may be running into or the volleyball or coaches or, or whatever it is because that's, what that's what this is all about every day, being the difference in people's lives. So I'm juiced up every day when I get up and there's no dirt on me and I get vertical. Like, I'm ready to win the day. I'm ready to, 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 to go 1-0. and But when you come out here and you see this, th- then you get, like, enhanced almost. And, 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 and then you, it, it takes you it, – it's like would be your second Dunkin' Donut. Like, coffee, it's like, it's like it's an enhanced – like, you go out and you look and you're like, you know what? We didn't have this before, but look what we've done. You know what? We haven't had this before, but look what he's done. And then the guys that you're officiating all these weddings with, all those guys are coming back, and they're like, Coach, man, like when I was there, it wasn't this. And when I was there, and I'm like, like this is what you've done. And then you tell the guys you have now, these dudes before you, like like this is what they help, you know, pave the path for what you're about to do. So that that part is the part that gets me really jazzed up. I mean, the new wood floor, the, the new bleachers, the hospitality, where we're going with the locker room. I mean, eventually at the end of the day, when you've been here as long as I've been here, all those things have just become more and more and more with depth because you have more former players. You have wives. You have children. You have managers and their wives. and So all these people that have helped build this thing, I was just reading the other day, Brett. Like, I've never read Dallas Moore's quotes after the championship. But Carrie's putting together this scrapbook, and, and she asked me a question. I went back and I read them. And, and if you remember, his uncle died when we played Stetson mm-hmm. in the first round of the tournament, and we didn't that. tell him because it was going to be too emotional for him because when my brother committed suicide, I know what it was like at that time because I was playing. And so, like, I read his quotes, and, and I didn't even know that he ran up into the stand and him and his mother had an emotional 
moment where they were just like like so 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 tied into kind of what we were doing on this floor that we used to stand on. So so there's a lot of different emotions. And think about this: I just officiated Bebe's wedding, and like him and Miss Diane, like they have one of the most famous kisses on national TV. Like it was on national TV. It was like I'm, I'm going to send you the video. It was like five seconds. But he was an unbelievable kiss on national TV. And I kind of talked about that during the wedding. Like, it'd become a 30 for 30 called The Kiss. <laughs> and, 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 but, 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 but my point is, like, like when, when you get to a place like this and you be here as long as I've been here, like, you're really, really, really blessed every single day, you know, to, 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 to be around, you know, Coach Kennan and Coach Evans and Coach Perkins and, and, and Coach Chase and, and all the – Coach Fred and Coach Burt. Like, it's exciting. So, at the University of North Florida, your day that you're talking about – I know you had Nick on earlier, and, and if I was you, I would have I would have moved me back for him too because he's a great human being and a great talent. But like it's super super exciting for me every single day to know that when, like I, I, like I represent this university and, and people know me and people know that and so because of that, that there's a lot of responsibility and accountability on me. So yeah, I'm jazzed and yeah, I'm, I'm but like our like our marriages like. We, we got, we've got to look for all those different things that can help elevate those marriages and, and for us to keep having that spark and that, and that understanding of why we love Steph and why we love Miss Carrie. And, and so, I don't know, maybe it's officiating the weddings. Maybe that's really, you know, help, help, help do it. I don't know. Yeah, that's really well said. I, I like that analogy a lot. Uh, speaking of officiated weddings, this is a really cool story. People don't know this. And I've been talking to Coach Risk a little about. We might do a TV story on it hopefully in the next week. But Poe Beach, I think, is getting married uh, next Saturday. And uh, you'll officiate his wedding. Is that correct, or is that right? Uh, yeah, no. that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be our third. It'll be our third this summer. Wajitaminu was earlier in in June, which was beautiful up in New Hampshire. And we, again, though, we're there game four, right? Bebe actually had tickets. Goes to the game, right? The you know curry and, and the and the the billboard that said his wife can't cook and all that kind of good stuff. And, and Bo and, and his wife and I and, and, and Carrie were out to dinner, and then we married Wajin and former players. There were teachers there. There were professors there. I mean, and, and I sent them a picture. Like, Brent, like, people don't understand all these all these ties you put together with people. But I sent him a picture of the 2010 draft and him hugging his brother. Yeah, yeah, you sent me that picture. I, that's when he and I first met. I mean, that's when he and I first kind of put eyes on each other because I was at the draft, and I was blessed to be back there getting pictures with F.A. Udo's. And then, and then, and then, Bebe was a couple of weeks ago, and then Bo. Um, um, so that, so Bo, because it'll be his second time, because they got married last summer, so they could go to Europe. So, so I think this will be number seven. So this is seven of your players. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And three from that NCAA tournament team, or did I, or is there another one? Well, Trent, Trent was from the NCAA team. Uh, Bebe was from the NCAA team. And Bo was from the NCAA team, but I've married Bo twice, once on the beach, and then and then this one is like a family one. But they had to do like a quick one because he was getting ready to go to Poland. Yeah, that is why. I mean, she had to get. That is really cool. Like uh, I can't imagine there's so many college coaches in the country that have done that. No, no, no. There actually, there's none. But but, but what's crazy <laughs> is it's like no. I'm serious. I mean, there's some people like Richard McKay's married one or two of his guys, but like JT Escobar. He got married, remember, his senior year and played for us. Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. But, but, but what's cool about that, like his wife, you know, his wife used to come down, but, but, but because they, 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 they wanted their life to be the way they wanted it, they didn't ever want to sleep in the same place. 
so 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 actually she, she almost because my son was on the team um she was allowed to stay so my son had asked for permission for her to stay at the house she would stay upstairs at the house and i never had a daughter before and like so there was like some some daughter moments where she came down and miss carrie and i were were kicking it on you know watching tv next thing you know she's sitting on the couch and we're having these conversations about you know things that i really never did i had conversations about before so it's it's really 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 neat um as you've gotten older like me going in my 14th year but but we've got a chance we've really got a chance to be really good we're practicing right now we got everybody back there's probably right last year if you remember check your notes i told you there's six teams that could win it yeah Jacksonville State and Liberty finished first. We beat them both, the only team to beat them both in the regular season. And then you had J.U. and Bellarmine play for the championship. And then you had Florida Gulf Coast, who came on really strong at the end, if you mm-hmm. remember correctly. They did. And, and then, obviously, we were in 6-2 in the second half. So there were so many different teams um, that had the opportunity. And, of course, you know, kind of like I, like I talked about, this year, I'm telling you right now, of the 14 teams, there's probably – Eight that can win the tournament. Interesting. I'm telling you, think think about this. Liberty's got everybody back. JU's got everybody back. We've got everybody back. Kennesaw State, who had a really, really good year, has got everybody back. Stetson's got really three really, really good new guards um, to kind of come into play with what they had and kind of where they were. And then you look at Jacksonville State's reloaded. They're going to be really good. Lipscomb's got everybody back. They've got a chance, obviously, uh, with Asadzula. You always got a chance. He's mm-hmm. in like his 15th year. <laughs> he's uh, really good. I think he's, I think he's on his second uh, max deal, I think. I'm, I'm not, not positive. Um, Bell, Bellman, Bellman, because of the way they play, even though they lost some really good pieces, but because you know how they play, they're always going to be – in the game, Eastern Kentucky presses the whole game. They just reloaded, you know, so so they got a chance to be, you know, to be really really talented, and and then and then you know Central Arkansas, you know they they won a they won the tournament game and they got everybody back and they had two guys on the all freshman team. Yeah, so, so it's I'm a good telling conference. you right now, our, our league is really really deep and really really special. But I really love. Um, that obviously, we're older, and you know when we've been older, we've always. Uh, we've always that's when we've won our championship. So, so I'm really, really excited about about where we are. All right, uh, we'll let you go in a moment. But uh, you, your non-conference schedule that that hasn't come out yet, has it? I can probably tell you. Uh, give, break us some news. Uh, give us give it. Give me somebody. Give me somebody. I, I mean, I know you're playing some big boy, but uh, do you limit the games now? How about this? How about this? Two, three, and four. Two, three, and four in the country. That? How about that? Yeah, and by the time we play them. It might be one, two, or three. So, what is that? Like North Carolina and I mean Kansas. No, 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 no. Like what is Houston, that? Houston will probably be two. Okay. Um, Kentucky will be three, and then Gonzaga will be four. However, oh Gonzaga, you opened with Gonzaga, that, right? So I think yes, I think I think Gonzaga. You know, based on all those guys coming back, I mean, you know, Gonzaga they could end up being number one. Wow. So you, did you play Kentucky? You played Kentucky last year too, right? Yeah, he, the call dropped, I think. Did he really? Yeah, he's MIA, missing wow. action. Did they play Kentucky last year? They did. So playing Kentucky two years in a row? It sounds that way. That's interesting. Do you think he's still talking? Probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> you think he's still talking? That might be the. That's not a good question, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll call back. Yeah, I know. We'll get there um, in a second. Wow. So they, again, I, if their conference schedule is out and you can see it, and I, at Gonzaga, I knew there was somebody. I think uh, I think JU's playing Duke. I think I saw that. That's a wild thing. And I think UNS playing Gonzaga. Isn't Gonzaga super far away? It is very far away, but that doesn't stop there. It's that doesn't stop uh, Matthew Driscoll and UNF in the past uh, from taking a trip. But hopefully part of this new deal with like CSI companies is maybe not as many guaranteed games. We hope for uh, coaches hey, record. Hey, I'm just want to let you know, I, I, I didn't fall off the floor. I'm actually standing. I'm actually standing on the floor. That's going to be part of the new hospitality. They say part of the floor to put up there. Okay. So, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't get hurt. Uh, I want to let you know that I'm okay. That's good. But, but, uh, but, 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 but like, like Drew, Drew Chippy, Man, he's making more money on his NIL deal than he is getting a two-way. Is he really? So, you know, Gonzaga, yeah, Gonzaga. I mean, look at the guy at Kentucky. Why are you she, playing? Uh, I mean, I've never seen this before. You play Kentucky back-to-back years. Like, that's never happened, I don't think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played Kansas State, I think, three years in a row. We always played Florida and Florida State, too. Remember? Well, we that's true. Florida, like, that's true. Yeah, eight years in a row. The reason is because we're, we're actually – last year was a scheduled game. This year we got into a, uh, an MTE and they happen to be one of the hosts. The Duquesne's in it with them. Okay. So it's, it's Kentucky. It's, it's at Kentucky at Duquesne. Okay. So, um, that's good. Uh, one last thing for you. We'll, we really, we'll let you go before you get swallowed up by like a forklift or something um, out on the floor. So when the floor's done, all right, and you kind of know that you know what's going on, but like, will you sneak out there like twelve oh one? Like, uh, uh, where everybody else is sleeping, you got the keys, turn the lights on, and take, like, the first shot and try to hit, like, the first three on the new floor? So, to answer your question, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Can you invite but me? I can't, but I can't. But, I, yeah, put your GoPro on. Maybe you won't get a key, like, in a Giants game. But, but listen, like, 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 like what's crazy you say that is, like, I can remember, like, yesterday, coming in Saturday night before the championship, before there was 6,155, and I remember walking out to the middle of the floor with Carrie and just looking around and, 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 and being obviously overtaken by emotion about, like, what's going to transpire. And, and I think probably there'll be some similar, a similar deal um, to walk out there and, and to just think to ourselves, you know, 14 seasons ago, um, you know, we had red on the floor, and I think we had a blue inside the three-point lane. I think it ended up being so bad of a floor. Um, this, this is this is real now. It was the floor was so bad that um, one of the teams in the league turned us in, mm. and we had to do like an emergency finish on the floor because they thought it was dangerous. Um, 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 so I mean, it's 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 to, to think to think all that stuff. Um, it, it'll be emotional. Um, to know that um, um, you know we we've been here and have been a part of uh, uh, a lot, and um, um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. I just hope I make the first shot. My, you know, 50, at fifty-seven, that you know, I have to get some ice on my shoulder. <laughs> still, listen, shot. if you go out at twelve oh one, you're still there at five in the morning. There might be a problem. <laughs> hey, what? Why is Coach Driscoll still sleeping on the floor? What's he out here doing sleeping on the floor? <laughs> it'll eventually go down. Trust me, it'll go down. Hey, appreciate you checking in, and uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. I know you guys are hard at work, so it's not really just in a vacation yeah, time. But. Tonight. Yeah, we, yeah, well, we practice at night because, uh, in the field house because um, uh, we don't have a facility. 
so we can't get it going today. So we practice tonight. So it is what it is. So we're getting ready to get on the floor, and, and uh, uh, we'll keep getting better. And, and and I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, uh, hopefully, I, that one question I answered, I hope it made sense because um, uh, we definitely need to embrace and love what we do every single day. Yeah, you sure do. And keep up the good work. We'll talk to you soon, Coach. Thanks. All right, brother. Thanks, bro. All right, that's uh, Matthew Driscoll, UNF men's basketball coach, and. Uh, it is quite amazing, uh, as you are an alum, to see where they have come from mm-hmm. with this program and where that place will look like uh, coming up. And hopefully part of the CSI companies and the big sponsorship that they had uh, on the floor will lead to um, a record that doesn't look the way it should for Matthew Driscoll. Yeah. It's got more guarantee games than anybody in the country, yeah. I want to say. I don't know that for a fact, but you get what I'm saying. I do. Which has... Uh, skewed the record, the win-loss well, when record you overall. you play Gonzaga and they don't lose a game all season. Yeah. In, in uh, but, well, some of those are fun. But when you play the amount of them that yeah. UNF has had to play over the years, it's incredible. I think of the numbers over 80. I mean, is anybody else playing Gonzaga and Kentucky in the same season besides in the March Madness? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Probably not. But uh, a lot of that is fun, too. It's pretty cool they get to go out and play those teams. That's kind of a neat part of it. Yeah. Uh, they should have a good team. Should be a good league, according to Coach. And uh, the Osprey is uh, building up that arena. Really a lot of focus on the men's basketball program, which is, is the banner program at the University of North Florida. We'll take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Talk some football at 5 when we come back here on the show. First time Lamar has done anything like this. You know, he's done a really good job on the business side of this contract. Everything's been kept really quiet. It's hard to get information. He has stayed focused on football. And by doing this, it now creates such a big headline. And this is the first time he's talking money. We haven't heard him talk about this. So to me, this now becomes hot news as we're just a few days away from the start of training camp. Is that me to Kimes? Diana Rossini. Oh. Dang it. You tried. What did I see? Uh, who is it? Who was from CBS that just got the NFL Network gig? Uh, the mor- Good Morning Football. Jenny Dell? No. Sure. No, Dell got promoted. Uh, come on. You guys pay attention to anything in this industry? I don't get up in the morning. morning? Say, I said good morning. Yeah, good morning. I don't. Morning. Yeah, That's morning. Come on. You get you, By the way, Keyword he word there. He sleeps so... You're like an early riser compared to Casey. I got to be like noon. Stumble in. Well, do the show. Sometimes. Move on. She, Whoever I'm thinking used to work for CBS as well. Um, and now I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Yeah. But she replaced uh, Kay Adams. Okay. We got 30 minutes. Jamie Erdahl. All right. Oh, yeah. So she is now... I think her husband, if I'm not mistaken, I think her husband's like a... Or used to be a big leaguer. Major League Baseball. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, she's a new host of Good Morning Football. We'll see how it goes. That's a good show. Yeah, done a good job of that show. But when I've seen re- when I've seen parts now, Nate Burleson yeah. and now Kay Adams. We'll so see when I've seen reruns of it later in the afternoon because they <laughs> do a, can. they do a second run in the afternoon. Uh, good afternoon football. They don't call it that, but they should. Uh, I see it then sometimes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, did you see the other thing I I retweeted today? There was I don't know where it came from, like the Athletic or something. That uh, like. Some guy did a keeping scoreboard thing on scoops when it comes to Schefter and Rappaport. I did see that retweet of yours. About and, and like the, the changing little, world of journalism. The little snippet that I saw was basically 
So this guy was keeping track of all the scoops that they got. Right. Right. And Schefter was like in the lead. And Rappaport <laughs> questioned, like went back and looked through them and questioned like one or two of them or something like that. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, you had the time to do that. It doesn't. But your phone rings, like if that's a true story. Like, really? It doesn't surprise me, uh, but it is a, a sad state of affairs in our world. I always say this, like, by the way, I don't think those guys, I think uh, who I retweeted, uh, um, she, she said, uh, those really journalists. And I kind of agree to it. You know, it depends how you characterize the word journalist now. But if you're, like, getting scoops, like, they, I don't know if that is journalism, like, the way they do it, the way it is. Like, would you call Woj in the NBA a journalist? Nah, probably I don't not. know, you know? Yeah. Kind of like an insider is what I, is a difference, I believe, between insider and a journalist. Right. Usually a journalist is, you know, putting together these stories using information from different sides and allowing the viewers to figure things out on their own, whereas yeah. these guys are just passing along what the agents or teams or players want them to pass along. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what it's gotten to at this point. Oh, it is. Uh, it, so, and that's okay. Like, Which, I don't yeah, mind. I mean, like, I don't say it in a negative way. I mean, right. those guys are like the Walmart to to today's mom and pop store, and like the local guys are today are the mom and pops, and those guys are the WalMarts. And there's no re like. And you know what happened to the mom and pops? A lot of them went out of business. You know? Yeah, I was about to say that. Not a great parallel to be making. Well, it is a, <laughs> it's a parallel. We don't go out of business. Well, being, some people do being, go out of business, but we don't go out of business. We, we are out of the business now of scooping yes. or breaking okay. Yes, things. I agree. Because there's no use. Like yeah. we, it's, a, it's a dead end road. Yeah. And what I was arguing in today's day and age is like, it doesn't matter. Like you can keep score. Nobody keeps score anymore. They know Schefter. They know well, Rappaport. Apparently that guy does. <laughs> yeah. They know Schefter. They know Rappaport. They know Woj. They know like the key players. But like here in town, You'll still get somebody like somebody broke this or this broke. Nobody's keeping score. Like they don't keep score on how many I break versus somebody else. But like, nobody does that. And um, and by the way, if I break something, everybody in town has it in five minutes. Same goes if I don't break anything. And so nobody gives credit to anybody who breaks anything more. I've always said I've said that over the last couple of years. The dynamic has certainly changed yeah. in that regard, where it's all about our own ego of how we grew up in the industry whether breaking something or having a scoop like matters to that degree. And there are some different things, right? I mean, there are some really investigative journalism pieces that people do uh, in the newsroom or at the newspaper or other things, but not like in our sports world where I used to call agents all the time in this, like I used to always call them and you'd find out when a guy was getting signed or if a free agent's coming here or there, like I still have them in my phone, like, but I never call them. It used to happen with the same thing with, like, college recruiting. It was so big, like, in Albany, Siena and Albany, that, like, we would be all over the recruiting trail who they're going to sign, and we would try to break it. You, you don't do it anymore. You just don't. I mean, the biggest scoop you get is, like, a guy like Pop Howard. If we wanted to break that, yeah, we probably could have broke that the day before. Right. Like, I knew he was going to South Carolina. Correct. Right? Yeah. But we were like... Ah, let that kid have the moment. Yeah, he wanted to release his video <laughs> that showed him yeah. committing and then walking on campus in Columbia. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a different world. Um, I don't know if anybody out there really cares about it, but it always fascinates me when it gets brought up, the scoopage and the insider stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, big, big breaking scooping story today in the world of NASCAR. Yes, you and told me this. I'm only bringing, yeah, I don't want to do it as much on the NASCAR side because obviously I care about that more than maybe you do. But the way they revealed it today was pretty funny. Was it good? Uh, so... The, the news, 
is that uh, Tyler Reddick joining 2311 Racing in 2024. Which is Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan. Yes, they own that. The current drivers are Bubba and Kurt Busch. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, he is under contract with RCR, Richard Childress Racing, for the rest of this year and next year because they picked up his option literally before his win two weeks ago. They picked up the option right before his win, which was pretty cool, but then everyone was like, wait, why are they only picking up the option and not announcing a new contract? Oh, yeah. So very quickly, obviously, we got to this point. And so Denny Hamlin was holding a 2311 video call with reporters talking about all, all things 2311, as, as they often do. The teams will do that most weeks. Kind of a weeks. state of the state. State of the state kind of thing, and, and they do that quite often. And then randomly popping into the Zoom call was Tyler Reddick. Uh-huh. And then Denny Hamlin was like, hey, uh, Tyler, I think you're you're in the, the wrong call there. Uh, no, it wasn't Denny. It was an off-camera PR person. Uh, Tyler, we, we believe you're in the, the wrong PR call here. Uh, hang on hang on, just one moment. And then you see, and so he was on his phone doing it. And then Denny, like, slides over, and he sits down next to he's Denny. right next to him. Because he was in the same room. And he's like, actually, he's on the correct call because this is our newest driver for 2024. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was Good kind of, uh, you know who didn't like it? <laughs> yeah, whoever's driving for now. Richard Childress Racing, yeah. um, who sent out a statement saying, we're going to continue to try to win races in 2022 and 2023. This just couldn't have come out at a worse time. Like, I was like, what? It was, a, it was a really weird last line of their statement that they sent out. And why is that common, by the way, to announce like two years in advance? Two is no, That's new. I have not. Because that does create kind of an awkward garage it, situation, it, doesn't it, it? It creates an awkward garage situation when you announce where you're going next year. Yeah, yeah. Because Oh, know, yeah, even next year during the season. You know, now. Cause, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, it does happen a lot. Silly season is what they call it in, in NASCAR free agency, quote unquote. You don't hear as much about that with, with drivers, but they have contracts with teams the same as players do on stick and ball sports. Uh, so it, it is very interesting to see it a year and a half in advance because they don't have a ride open, you know. So now you got to speculate, okay, does that mean Bubba Wallace is out? Does that mean Kurt Busch is out? Or does that mean 2311 is going after another charter, uh, which is a very strong possibility? Or does that mean Denny Hamlin's going to hang it up? Well, Denny Hamlin doesn't ride for that team anyways. Oh, he's not at all. At he's that at team. Joe Gibbs Racing. Oh, he's still, still with Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he, he owns that team. He owns so Which also adds to yeah. confusion. It does. It, it very much does. <laughs> I'm uh, very confused. To where today you, had, uh, today you had a driver for Joe Gibbs Racing announcing a driver for Richard Childress Racing joining 2311 Racing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Thanks it, for making it, it easy. Yeah, yeah, nice and clear. Sure. Because Denny could be to the point where he's about ready to hang it up, right? I mean, the way these guys have gone out. Yeah, Denny I mean, Hamlin? he's won twice this year, so like... I know, but I, mean, I feel like you need the drop off before you're gonna really, think so? really start thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, even guys that don't have the drop off. Eric Almarola, by the way, there's so many rumors that he is not quitting now. Really? You know, this was supposed to be his final season. Um, I've, I've uh, by the way, I've taken over the show and, and brought NASCAR. But that's fine. Uh, yeah. So Eric Almarola. I kind of felt like that was a flirtation of possibilities. It was. They, if they, we go back to like our Daytona show. Correct. And you know he. They said that, oh, it's the last year if all goes to plan, you yeah. know, kind of thing. So Left the door open. I, I think it has less to do with him in retiring, more to do with the team posturing itself for when they're going to bring in drivers from lower series, how they want to time everything out. Timing is very important as far as filling rides for teams. You know who this, like, you know the retirement of the big-name NASCAR driver? You know who it started with? Like, yeah, can you remember, like, who was, like, maybe the first one that became a domino of sorts that it seemed like we had him then year after year. Jeff Gordon. Probably Gordon. Uh, that's, that's the name that had popped into my head at first. That's probably true in terms that, of the big one. I'm going to give you one more after, because I think there was a little bit of a gap. Jimmy yeah. Johnson. 
But but Gordon actually is really good too because he was still kind of young, like he could have done it. But I'm, the guy I'm thinking of is Carl Edwards. Yeah. And Edwards was like is I felt it, Edwards yeah. created this like domino because he was young, mm-hmm. right? He was and still he was still doing backflips. And I will tell you this: that's interesting when you bring up retiring drivers. Yeah. Is we've ne- like I've never heard of him since. But He's Tony, on TV, isn't he? Is he? Edwards? Edwards disappeared off the face of the earth. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, he's not yeah, on TV? I don't know where he is. That's a different person. Some of these guys come back. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, Tony Stewart was driving at a dirt track race the other night, I think. Well, he owns that series. Oh, he owns the whole series? Yeah, which you watch on, I saw him on, on TV. CBS, by the way, yeah. Yeah, on Saturday night. And, and so uh, I saw SRX him being interviewed. I was like, is yeah. this live? Oh, yeah, it is live, yeah. yeah Ryan well, Newman's in that series this year, too, by the way. So you Fun see time. these guys, yeah. whether they do come back to the broadcast booth right. or somewhere else, Edwards never came out of retirement, but it's like he's disappeared. It's like he's in an RV somewhere, and he's just nobody like, knows. He's he's hanging out with his family. Yeah, I think he's from Missouri, somewhere out in the Midwest, and I, I think he just wanted to go spend time with his family. That's why he left early, because he is definitely one who is younger than one would expect. I think he was still in his late thirties. Yeah, mid late thirties. Young for a driver to to retire. Now, guys like Dale Jr. when they retire, you you kind of get it. I mean, yeah. he's had the concussions. Yeah, he's got a wife that wants him at home now. You yeah. know, and he's got so many other business ventures that. Or clearly, he's doing okay. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson had, had accomplished so much, and, and he, he started wanted, to die off a little he bit. He wanted in terms to do open wheels before and, yeah. he couldn't. So, but you hear my point yeah. being is you hear about these guys. Like, yeah. has anybody done like a retroactive piece on Carl Edwards? I think he probably is going on like almost ten years since retirement. I think he grew a beard. I think I saw that somewhere. It's interesting. Yeah, I always think about it. Like, I think he's like a forgotten guy in NASCAR. Yeah. And. Well, I mean, he, he wasn't a superstar, but he obviously the backflip. He stood out because of the backflip. Yeah, uh, like a notability yeah. about him. Uh, so that is kind of interesting. I mean, you go a lot of walks of life. There are very few people that just like say goodbye and just disappear and then into the corner. Khalil field. Green. <laughs> Khalil Green. Yes. Speaking of like yesteryear, do you see Jamarcus Russell like that oh, quote geez. going around? I did today? see that quote. It's like, if you're gonna name me the bust, make sure you put the biggest bust in front of it. <laughs> Legend. He gets it. That's good. Yeah, he gets it. You got to be the best at a- anything you go for, be it being a bust or an NFL quarterback. That's got to suck, but at the t- same time, like, he probably just flips in his mind, like, you know how much money I made? You know how much money I still have? Or hopefully uh, he does or whatever. I don't know if he has it anymore. Uh, is he one of those guys that doesn't yeah. have it? But uh, it's a, you can't get that back. Not the money. Well, money, too. But definitely you can't go back and be like, well, I'm not the bust. Once you are the biggest bust, you're the biggest bust. Yeah. yeah. Embrace it. Embrace it, I guess. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The organization finally got to a point where they wanted to hold Kyrie accountable. And what did Kevin Durant say? I want to be traded. How can you not connect the dots? You think KD doesn't want to be here anymore because, oh, I don't believe in what the Brooklyn Nets are trying to do? When he said he still wants to play with Kyrie Irving? No! Kevin Durant wants out because of what the organization did in giving Kyrie Irving an ultimatum. So that's why I blame Kevin Durant for allowing Kyrie Irving to act wild and run roughshod over the Brooklyn Nets the last three years and for this to be the biggest failure in NBA history. Sounded like a good take, eh, Brent? That was good. Was that uh, your guy? Oh, you know it. Chris Canty? He's back in better than ever. Two weeks without Canty. I've been struggling. Yeah, I bet you have. Brent Martineau. Stuart Weber jumping in. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, uh, and Casey will have Action Sports Jacks OT coming up at 6 o'clock. He did join you yesterday, eventually. Yeah, man. Brian's been going through some things. Yeah. Is that a new gig? 
other yeah. side of the building. His old, walk. His old gig didn't end until yesterday, and his new gig started. Oh, so wow. he worked from 9 p.m. down there, started at 9 p.m., worked all night, then came up here, did his shift over there, then came over here and did the show. So he hadn't slept for like... That's bad planning that's on our, his part. No, not his part. That's our business in a nutshell. <laughs> that's really what that is. is. Really that is yes. our television and radio business in a nutshell. He showed up. He'll be here uh, today. That's good. Uh, a lot of things cooking uh, here over the next uh, couple of weeks that we'll start to unveil. Um, so good for uh, Middleton. And we got Action Sports XOT coming up. You know, we talked yesterday, Heinz Field, uh, we did this more on TV. I think you brought it up, uh, Stuart. Are, and we, it, are we trying to catch up? Yeah, very good. Okay. Uh, we thought about, so it made me think about, will we ever get to a point where, like, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field have names? Because they've done a really good job as of now avoiding that. I mean, Wrigley sort of well, does. Well, yeah, if Wrigley you let go. got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. Well, but but they do didn't they have do? to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, does Wrigley does Wrigley still get? I know that was more after the person than the the food product. I mean, does Wrigley get together. something? They don't have naming rights to that. I mean, it's no, just Wrigley I, Field. It's just that's what it is at this point. Yeah. But Fenway Park, same thing. That's my point. Like Yankee people Stadium. are paying naming yeah. rights. There's Think some about Heinz Field, right? It's Heinz Field when they. It's only it was like two decade run. Yeah. So how much were they paying? I didn't look this up, but how much were they paying like in two thousand versus now? I think it was, it was fifty or seventy million over that twenty year span. So like three to four million a year. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Wow, I thought it was more. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so okay, they're out, and now that's like Acrisure or whatever it is, and and we've seen that. I mean, I don't even know the names of stadiums. Yeah. Because they change so frequently. I I just looked at an article. It was like from two thousand sixteen. Like, well, that's old news. I mean, there's probably 100 stadiums that have changed names. It's so best, it's best when it changes from the bank to the bank. Like, that's very helpful. <laughs> Ever bank the TI. Just to be clear, you looked up a list of name change stadiums? Uh, I did. And I was, uh, at first, I was thinking of what's the best names. Because that would have been like your 18th list. I know, and I already said I don't like lists, but this yeah. is list time of year, I guess. But I, I was just... Uh, I was thinking, like, what's the best name yeah. of a stadium? Like, Heinz Field's pretty good. Yeah. And it grew to the point where you're, it's almost like you don't even think about you ketchup yeah. and, the, and the actual it is if you're in there and you see the giant bottles. Yeah. I always loved it because the, the bottles would, like, light, like they, they lit up, like, a little red strip of, like, LEDs yeah, they did. on the side. And it filled up the screen with ketchup uh, when it was in the Heinz red zone because red ketchup. And, it. But think about, like, Heinz Field, too. They had a very good player named yeah. Heinz Ward, and they right? Did that, yeah. And Heinz is not like this. I mean, it could just be a name. Yeah. Obviously. So there's so many other ones that just can't be a name, like yeah. whatever crypto.com now. Or Do you think they're regretting it right now? Or they try not to look in hindsight? Huh? No? I think right. Tropicana Field is the best name stadium right. to continue <laughs> on. I've actually been surprised. I, when I was at Tropicana earlier this summer. Yeah, sing the praises. No, I was surprised sing. that they were, I was like, wow, man, actually a little bit of me still surprised they've been this long of a sponsor yeah. of that. Yeah, because usually you get the changes. Like and, and, and it's not like they got great crowds in there. They must have one hell of a deal. Come on. They beat the Red Sox though yesterday. Yeah, they did. Chris Sale goes today. Time to rip up Tropicana Field after the, whatever outing he delivers. Thanks. Heads up. All right. Uh, we'll see you on TV tonight. CBS 47 Fox. Or do you have a story coming up tonight? Yeah, good story coming up tonight on a, a local sprint triathlete. She wasn't doing it up until a couple years ago. Uh, got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, uh, which is, you know, a foundation very close to my heart, the Crohn's and Clyde's Foundation. She wanted something to motivate herself and, and try and 
get out there and do something. And so she said, I'm going to try this sprint triathlete thing. And uh, sure enough, she, she has found it to be very helpful. And we'll share that story tonight. All right, that's CBS coming up. Fox. It's coming up in about 50 minutes on Fox 30 later tonight on Fox 30 and CBS 47 as well. Action Sports Jacks OT. Coming up next, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton. It'll be Jacksonville Armada Day tomorrow. Yeah, I like we'll that. We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock here on this show.